you. Okay, what can I say? Or now, the voice is hoarse, sorry. About to witness the awesome, uh, crushing, uh, <laughs> might, um, of the Eugene S. Robinson show the kid is taking the nap sorry stop which whispering it like that <laughs> whispering it like that is almost worse almost worse than shouting, but I'm whispering as a kid sleeping, not to save my voice, which I don't need so much now. Anyway, uh, excuse me, welcome to two, three, four of the Eugenius Robinson Show Stomper. Back in black, been away for a while, I'm glad to be back. But first, before we get into any of the deep-seated feelings of rage, let's let Bob Riley sing us in, as he has, every week since 2007. Intro, All of Nothing, Stigmata, the record is called Calling of the Just, still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot you a death in the nightclub. Hit your car with a hammer and run your mayor pro tem out of town. Listen, listen well. A vidi, vidi well. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right. So uh, my system is kind of skewampus. It feels to me like I'm sitting very far away from the screen as I have it balanced. The computer balanced so delicately on a top uh, jar of face cream. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get to all, all of that um, because now I can't trust PayPal anymore. I'm not going to list the uh, PayPal address if you want to send money in for the show. So let's just go Eugene-Robinson-28, which I think is either PayPal, like, or sorry, Cash App or Venmo, uh, Planet Oxbow, which is either Cash App or Venmo, uh, Patreon.com slash The Stomper. If you want to send money, uh, when send money that way. If you don't know why I'm now off of the PayPal train, you you listened to last week's show because that $2,500 that they have written into their codicil that they can suddenly yank from you if they believe that you've been untruthful about anything. This is a show about opinions, right? I get that people give everybody untruthful. What what if I say it's raining out and it's not? I don't trust them anymore, and I'm sorry. Uh, so. Um, um, Let's catch you up a little bit before I start the hateful, hateful rant. 
Hey, Mr. Mr. Robinson, why is your voice so? Well, if you guys, if you follow me on the Twitter machine or on uh, uh, at at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter, if you do the Twitter thing, if you do Instagram, it's Mr. Sleep Three. Yeah, I'm Eugene S. Robinson, but I spend more time at Mr. Sleep Three. And you've noted that uh, Zell, I have a Zell account. Yeah, I do. What do I? I don't know what if I have what you have to do to find me at Zell at the Zell account, except use the the Oxbow email address maybe ox underscore bow at hotmail dot com. But I'm all I'm zelled out finally. Yank the yanked me kicking and screaming into the Zell universe. And I'm there. Seems to be very easy. So uh, um, so uh, uh, to explain where where I've been a little bit if you pay attention to Mr. Mr. Sleep 3 on Instagram, you'll notice or note that I've been playing some shows. So we did some shows back with Bunuel for the Killers Like Us, which do I have a copy? I do have a copy around here. And I'm assuming that you all have it so you don't need to see the cover. But uh, uh, this is the cover of the record. Ding, 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 ding. Taken up on my kitchen table. Uh, it's photoshopped in there that that gun because I I certainly wouldn't know what to do with a gun like that. Uh, um, and we toured back in July a, a fuller tour, like a much longer tour. And this, but this was we had like odds and sods and two big festivals that we couldn't get to. That being Soul Crusher in Nijmegen, the Netherlands, as well as Amplifest in Porto, Portugal, which are like here. And of course, that gave me an incredible difficult time getting out of Germany. I flew out of Frankfurt and uh, I, I, I had to go. I was tired. This wasn't this wasn't a sleep tour. You know, the, the, no sleep till Hammersmith, no sleep till Brooklyn. This was no sleep till Frankfurt, really. Literally, I was sleeping like three or four hours a night. And generally, and usually I travel in a suit. You know, I just got in the habit from the Aussie days of wearing a suit. It's just easier. You get much less grief for, from every step of the way. But I decided, screw that. I wore a suit in July. It took up space in my bag that I didn't need. Plus, I had to clean it when I got back. I'm just going to wear what I, I have two outfits during the day and on stage. That's it. So what I wear in the airport is what I wear during the day. Just what I'm wearing right now, you know. And so going through immigration, the guy's like looking at the passport. He's like, you have a visa. I go, a visa for what? He goes, well, you going to America. Yeah. You have a green card? I go, what the fuck would I need a green card for? I'm an American citizen traveling on an American passport. What's your problem? Of course, you don't say this to the border guard who's a cop, right? And not only that, the guy's like 26. So then I got to deal with this shit, right? And I figured out that the problem was they don't have a record of me coming in the country. So who is this invisible man that's now leaving the country? And what the fuck was he doing here? He goes, when did you get here? I go, eight days ago. He goes, what countries have you been to? I go, France, Italy, Belgium, Germany, the Netherlands. He goes, oh, in, in seven, eight days? Yeah, man. So I'm a little cranky now, okay? Um, he goes, but where did you? I, get, I, said, I flew in to Porto, Portugal, which you can find the stamp in there if you use something. If you're using, what, are you using something other, other than your eyes to look? He goes, look, yeah, you know, okay. And then I'm leaving from Frankfurt. Where were you the night before here? I go, a few hours ago, I was in Nijmegen, and I drove here. Oh, okay. And so now his feelings are hurt, so he throws my passport down, and I look at it. you like, he won't hand it to me, just throws it down the counter. I go, Jesus Christ. So I'm like full ugly American, 
get on the plane, get back. Of course, the plane is a complete fucking catastrophe because we're flying the cheapest tickets possible. Have you ever flown Condor Air? Yeah. Have you ever heard of Condor Air? You know, Condor was a bird that was flirting with extinction. I felt like I was in a 1975 airplane, and I'm not fucking kidding you. But anyway, I got back. The voice is sort of repaired. I was going to get back and do jujitsu this morning. Didn't get a chance to do that. What I did do is watch the fight. I wasn't, when I had a layover in Seattle, I wasn't sure where I was, what time I was. My phone was confused, where we were. One of you texted me, and I go, is the fight? He said, that was a robbery. I go, whoa, 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 wait. Was it where are we in the fight? You go, you could watch him now. So I watched him in my layover between Seattle and San Francisco. I got to watch the fights. I watched the last one right as I boarded the plane. I'm sitting on the plane watching the last one. Hey, I love you too, Tommy Pounds. And of course, you know, I'm sitting next to some some I'm sitting next to people. There's one guy who made a comment. He was like, oh, oh, he's like looking over at the phone. But he was like, he's like, I can't believe they use headgear. And I just moved away from him. You can't believe they don't use headgear? The fuck out of it. Get away from me. So I'm watching these fights, and it's like, and I got what a three-hour flight from whatever the flight. No, it's in the, uh, the hour and 70 minutes. What not 70? What is it? It's 90, 100 minutes from Seattle down to San Francisco. Wind delays, whatever. It was raining in Seattle. And I'm watching these fights, and I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. You know, they call it the, the systematic denial of the reality of experience. If you, you we're in topsy-turvy land right now, and it's okay if you like WWE. It's 100% okay if you like WWE. Yesterday was a glorious day if you're a fan of WWE. If you use WWE politics, whatever happened yesterday, you're completely fucking fine with. But let's go back. Let's go back to one of the reasons why I shit on Bellator. To explain to you why I'm now shitting on the UFC. If you ever go to a Bellator fight, specifically go to one in San Jose, and they announce a fighter that you've never heard of, and that fighter is not from San Jose, and then they announce a fighter that you maybe you've never heard of, but that is from San Jose, you might as well go to the bathroom or get a beer or have a smoke or talk to your friend or text your girl, do whatever you fucking want, because the likelihood that that person who is not from San Jose is going to beat somebody from San Jose is zero. Zero. Now, listen, I got into trouble once. <laughs> yeah, once. When I was editor-in-chief at EQ Magazine. I'll keep the story short. I've told it before. Had a whole mic issue, a roundup of mics. One company gave 10 mics. One of the mics in that 10, nine got good reviews. One of the mic got called a prosumer, go, prosumer mic. The guy saw me at the next trade show, said, hey, can we talk to you for a minute? Kind of pulled me behind the baffle, and I swear to God, they were about to hit me in the mouth. They would have if they had felt like the repercussions weren't going to be terrible and violent, which they would have been. And I was like, what is these guys are now threatening to pull $80,000 of ads? What is the fucking problem? The problem is, you ever try to sell a microphone? You ever try to sell a micro, $800 microphone? 
They ever try to sell a microphone that somebody has called a prosumer, which is a professional consumer mic, not a professional mic that might justify the increased rate. And I'm apoplectic. Like, well, don't you want me to tell the, the truth to the public? And my, my Oxbow's drummer says, what, what the fuck are you talking about? I go, the truth to the public, the people have a right. He goes, what the fuck are you? Is it a subscription model? I go, yeah, but the subscriptions are free. Hmm. So the money that you use to pay the printer, where does that come from? I go, from the ads. Oh, the ads. You mean the people advertising who are trying to sell $800, $900 microphones, they pay your salary. Yeah, so what's the point? So well, the point is that they pay your salary and fuck those people who get it for free. Know who the bread is, but I got him. What point are you? He goes, nah, nah, there's no point to get here. I go, no, what is the point? He goes, the point is he who plays pays wins. Is that the way it works? That's the fucking way it works. I talk to my friends at, at Tape Op, and what do they say? They go, if I don't like it, I give it to somebody else. If he doesn't like it, give it to somebody else. We'll go through the whole staff, find somebody who likes it. If we don't find anybody who likes it, we go back to them and say, we can't find anybody here who likes it. What do you want us to do? Because you pay the bills around here. What do you want us to do? That's what we're watching. That's WWE politics. Those are WWE politics. You guys think that you're watching track and field? Thrill of victory, the agony of defeat, where it's one person's medal against the other person's medal and true grit and circumstance and character will out? No. No. If there's a fighter not from San Jose and a fighter from San Jose, the fighter from San Jose typically 95% of the fucking time is winning. Because what? Because Bellator has figured out who is paying the bills. The people who come from San Jose don't want to see somebody from Sacramento win the fight. They do not feel like they got their money's worth or justified spending it, and maybe they go soft next time it comes to paying for a $100 seat. Give the people what they want. Well, people want fair, and now they don't. No, they don't. He's got the hair. He's got like Nicolas Cage and Peggy Sue got married. I got the hair. I got the teeth. And if if you knew nothing about the sport, you could feel in you could feel the listen, first of all, first of all, location of the sport, uh, location of the event and how it was booked. If you think the interest was to go into the Middle East and to have any of those cats with 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 you know a Makachev last day to have any of those guys lose was out of the question. I'm not saying they're works, but I'm not talking about them now. I'm talking about Sugar Shane O'Malley and the big disgusting stinking dump that that created not only on the event. Now can't put this shit on the judges. Do not put this shit on the judges. Oh, listen. If 99 times out of 100, the judges happen to make a decision that benefits the house, what does that tell you about the judges? It tells me that the judges are owned and operated by the house, or at the very least, it's statistically a bad bet. 
So they've been drumming this. He's walking around in a kefir and the the the, the and the, the the tunic all week, and he's you know um, he thought he lost that fight, which goes to show you that it, I mean works are, are you don't even have to be you don't even have to be signed on for the work to benefit from the fucking work. If he took his finger out of his mouth and put it in the air, he would have been able to feel what the what the what the rock was cooking this week. What the Baldwin was cooking this week. Here's hoping you win, buddy, because you're a gravy train for us right now. Luke Cockhold said it best. He goes, they treated me like shit until I went off and did that polo ad campaign. You ever have friends like that? You ever have friends like that? And one of these things I uh, I, I quoted, uh, I put out, what is it? I tweeted out. Something about you, Eugene. Oh, one of the reviews from the Oxbow and the Peter Bratzman record. Something about you, Eugene, just makes me want to see you fail. A good friend said that to me. A good friend said that to me. Now, he was in a place in his life where the things that I was being casual about and grousing about were hard, hard come by, hard fought to come by his way. So I could have understood it from that point of view. Yeah, man. Something about you, Eugene, makes me want to see you fail. Really? Really? I would never say that about you. I want my friends to succeed. Why? Because I need successful friends. And if you got it going on, I am genuinely happy for you. Not unhappy. Because I understand patronage. So, you know, okay. So, I'm not saying... I was going to start naming this podcast. I was going to name it Death to Sean O'Malley. But one, I don't want to get sanctioned and pulled off of Facebook and, and Twitter or Instagram, or whatever. And secondly, it's not dude's fault. As a, an old coach of mine who later sued me for how he was how he was portrayed in the fight book when I compared him to Billy Blanks, who once said, when I questioned the decision, I said, if I was that guy, I would say, nah, nah, nah. I don't care what the judges say. Give it to the other dude. He goes, you'd be an idiot. You don't know what the judges saw. You don't know what that is. Who, who are you to say? Who are you? Why do you think Dom Delweese is lying from 12 chairs? Why do you think God gave me the strength to get up here but denied you the same? Oh, if you got that Brosman record, good on you, man. Thank you. I don't I don't have my copy yet. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Because it was uh, it was mixed uh, by Ciccarelli. And that's that. I, I mean, I got, I've heard the live show. Well, what Chicka really does with mixes, ooh, it's fantastic. You got Khabib who thought that Jan won. You got Jan who thought he won. It was clear that O'Malley thought he won. Everybody's like, he, 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 you know, he won every single round. How do you lose that fight? How do you even get it close? How do you even get a split decision? Because you got the name guy's name in the conversation. Look, let's go back a bit to Wes Sims. Wes Sims was the winningest losing fighter that the UFC had ever had. And why they keep putting that guy out there. He was tall, good-looking, blonde, blue-eyed, and had the gift of gab. Guy was money. Luke Cockle, yeah, he went out and did the polo ads, started making a million dollars doing the face of an advertiser. All of a sudden, now he was getting into places where growth deltas would have benefited the UFC. When you see 
the Baldwin showing up at Milan Fashion Week or New York Fashion Week or any fashion show, in, 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 you know that you might as well just leave the sport behind because it's about deltas. I don't care if you see Kate Moss sitting cage side next to Halle Berry at an UFC fight. You, 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 that's got nothing to do with you and me, but everything to do with the Baldwin and the UFC. If you don't think that makes Ari Emanuel happy, you're exactly totally fucking wrong. So it's not O'Malley's fault. He's an indirect beneficiary of, of being an Instagram influencer. And I like the guy. But he knows what I know, and that's that he didn't win that fucking fight. He did not win it. He did not win it. There's nothing you can say. And I'm looking at these cheese-eating suck-ups in the, in the Twitter comments saying, oh, well, you know, I could still be. Nah, 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 nah. Or, oh, Jan is cursed. They did it to Jan because they could do it to Jan. You know? There was no, there was nothing. There was nothing, nothing that O'Malley did that came close. That's, look, I've seen, I've seen a guy ADCC. You think that's on the up and up? I saw a guy unconscious on the mat at ADCC back when it actually used to be in Abu Dhabi get his hand raised. This was the, the, the event that precipitated Jeff Monson taking his clothes off and running around the arena naked to protest. Well, apparently he used an illegal move. I think it was a can opener or something like that. So that was a little more room for civil dispute. But this was no civil dispute. What what would help? Maybe if you have live action, the judges, like you could do. You could see their scorecards as they're scoring those cards. As long as they don't have a link up to you or me at the time, you can't claim undue interference. But we got to see what you're thinking. You should be called on to explain. There should be an appeal process for this. It wasn't a close fight, JP. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't see anything. I didn't see him do anything. I didn't see him do his, he he got one shot. And then who was in on on the kill take? He got one shot in, I think it was a right hand. And everybody on the, the commentary panel were all like, oh, this is, you can see that they're in. Even the jungle. Even the jungle wants a Somali kid to stay solvent for what? For what? Because he's an Instagram influencer. Because there's a growth delta there. Because he's a Gen Zer and he brings him in. Because who stands with Jan? It's a certain amount of magic, right? How many people know accused anal rapist Connor McNuggets but have never seen him fight? These are the 30-day plans that the UFC is hoping to to suck up because these people will pay $1,000 for cage side seats. And then they go the fuck away. And you can serve them up slop and they're glad to eat it and they'll sit there with shit smeared over their teeth and feel like they got themselves a good meal because what do they know? Hey, waiter, is this shit a Shinola? You don't know? <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> Neither do I. I just I can't tell the difference. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. Okay. So, look, look. I don't know uh, on care, don't care 
I was too tired to do it this morning during the late hour. I tried to stay awake and so on. I couldn't do it because my system is all screwy. But, uh, you know, I know that uh, I picked against Chikugi and she lost finally. She was another one who had been given that West Sims magic. Except she's been winning. But fights that she shouldn't have won in my mind, whatever. South Africa chick wasn't having it. Beat her, beat her ass. So that was good. Dariush, who I picked. Uh, also, I, yeah, I didn't want to pick against Gamrot because I've been picking against the home team a lot with Poland. But uh, he's a friend of uh, he was a friend of Knuckle Up, Dariush, or a friend of Ozzy. And then he says, "Hey, let me do a big piece on him for Ozzy. Gave me a lot of his time. Was very gracious." Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, you know, yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure I picked him. Solid fight. Uh, it, th- things didn't go screwy to me. And you have somebody, look, you can have a great meal, mediocre meal at a restaurant, but that, you know, the wait staff is great and they're friendly. You start to feel pretty good about it. And one homeless guy runs in and takes a shit on the table next to you and your meal is ruined. You didn't eat the shit. Maybe you didn't even smell it, but, you know, now that's all I can talk about. And that shit is Sugar Shane O'Malley. So uh uh you know and, and now they're like talking about him. So maybe maybe here. Maybe Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Shore's got it right. The stats were fucking fucked up. I didn't believe any of those stats that. Oh my god. Yeah, Darius, he was really pushing the boundaries of friend of the show. With all of that stuff about the Lord and the Savior, it's like, oh, man, just, you know, okay, bro, stop, stop, stop. I can't, I can't listen to that stuff. I just can't. And I'm not an atheist either, but I just can't. I can't. Look, don't talk to me about Star Wars. And don't talk to me about Game of Thrones. And don't talk to me about your religion. These things are all part of the same plot. Just shit that I'm not interested in. Sorry. You know? Unless you got him with you, I don't want to hear you talk about Jesus. Unless he's standing in that cage with you, or you got video, to tra- I don't want to hear about him. I, want, I don't. I don't. So, you know, I look, 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 look. WWE politics dictates that it's good to keep this cat O'Malley solvent as long as humanly possible. He's solvent as long as humanly possible because what he is that Jan is not is a star people didn't like Larry Holmes either because Larry Holmes was not a Muhammad Ali and Muhammad Ali is a star never underestimate the power of the star how many times do you think about Larry Holmes that he sat around and said Ali I don't know there's something about you that just makes me want to see you fail What? The love of the people. What you just what 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 makes it, you know what, what what creates a situation? Look, I've got friends. Look, in show business, I, I have a friend. And and her goal, her sole goal is to is to get famous in entertainment. Uh, um her whole goal is to get famous in entertainment. And she has an interesting MO she attaches herself to A-list players. 
never figuring out that that's not a way to make it in the entertainment business. <laughs> yeah, well, there there is that, right? Uh, um, I mean, you know, the Saudis hating on Iran. They just continues. Who knows? I don't know. So, uh, so like cozying up to this person, that person, and A-list players are not in a position to help you because they know certain things about being A-list players, right? You could be friends with David Lee Roth. And if you're in a heavy metal band thinking this friendship for David Lee Roth is going to fucking bear fruit for me. But David Lee Roth got famous to be David Lee Roth because of a set of circumstances that has him realizing that he could have your band open 300 of their fucking shows and it will not succeed in making you famous. It won't. It won't succeed in making you famous. Right? You know what will succeed? The same thing that everybody fights for and that that Romanian friend, bodybuilder friend of mine said when I asked him if he won or lost a bodybuilding competition. And he said he had lost, but he had won the love of the people. It's the love of the people. That's what you seek. You'll never trick people into giving that to you. Like, like, like no matter how much you say you're sexy and cool, you can never convince somebody that you're sexy or cool by saying you're sexy or cool. And believe me, I've tried. Hey, I'm a pretty sexy guy. I'm a pretty cool guy. You should get with me. It doesn't work. <laughs> and even saying it the way I said it, which is making it like kind of a postmodern kind of comedic thing, almost, almost, I'm playing with a form, almost works, maybe not. She's been trying for years, trying these different strategies instead of just going to the fucking people and like, you know, when those guys, those old Hollywood guys, they could do it all. Need a comedian? I'm a comedian. Need a tap dancer? I'm a tap. So the Marx Brothers did comedy, physical comedy. They could all play instruments. They could tap dance. They could do all that shit. That's whatever, whatever's going to get me a seat at the table, I can do. Whatever. And I'm going to do it from in clubs with 15 people to I get 50 people to 20 people. They were playing, they were playing racetracks, Van Halen. And getting their, Motley Crue's getting their asses kicked in at Riverside playing fairs and so on. You, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you have to be undeniable. So when you get, when you get, um, when you get, <laughs> yeah, when, when you get to the point where you've got that thing that makes people say, I want to see you fail when you got that, when you got that thing where you got an one eye goes this way. And then the one eye, like, did you, that, that major look thing. What the fuck? Oh, there it is. When you got that major look thing, when you got that thing going on, that's golden. It's golden. I get that. But this is sports. I mean, the thing is, too, if you're a handicapper and if you're if you're if you're a gambling tout and if you're paying attention to that kind of shit, what happens? What happens? If you're reading those tea leaves and you understand 100 percent what fucking happened. Dude showing up, he's doing the thing and he's 
you know, and, and Jan's comment, this guy's like a whore by the roadside. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Listen, I don't know why they gifted this shit to O'Malley outside of the fact that he's got some sort of it factor going on, or alternatively, they're paying him the big money that he asked for to keep him around, so he's going to fight the big fights, but they also got to keep the guy solvent. But you you need to know, and I'm putting this out there, whoever gets booked to fight O'Malley next, you need to know that you will need have to murder that man before because they're just gonna keep they're just gonna keep West Simming him straight to the top. The pink hair, the rainbow holly hair, the tattoos, the hanging out with Post Malone, the this and the that, and the dating the celebrities and the threesome and all the shit we know about this prick. With all due respect, it's made like watching his fights is watching an exhibition match. It's watching an exhibition match. He didn't win that fight. So now my frame of mind going into watching Makachev and 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 Oliveira, how soon we forget. Yeah. Sage Northbrook. What? What? Northbrook. What? what? So what? Oliveira. And, and I have to tell you, no, Cheeto, Cheeto is no, 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 no. It's got to be some dark horse, somebody who they who can have a rocky moment, who don't expect to win, who can win. And like, like the, the homeless guy poops on the table, two tables over, and they get him out of there. They clean up the poop. What is the word I like? Redolent or redolent? <laughs> How do you pronounce it? <laughs> Your whole meal now has has the has the patina of, of homeless guy shit stinking or sticking around. So now when we get to the Oliveira Makachev fight, I'm like, hmm. Now, let me start off by saying, put a pin in this moment because I want to start off by saying, at the outset, I do not think that this fight was a work. Having said that, let's entertain the possibility that this fight was a fucking work. Let's just entertain that for half a second. Now, I am a jujitsu black belt. We heard Makachev call shit on Brazilian jujitsu black belts, and he may be right. Everybody's jujitsu journey is better. He said Dustin Poirier is a jujitsu black belt. Look at him. I could be one of those Elvis black belts, though there's no reason for Sarau to give me a black belt just to be nice. Certainly not. Except maybe it's a little bit nicer to give it to me at 60 than it is to give it to me at 65. I've always gotten a belt when I felt I didn't deserve it. You know, I, I but whatever. So that's consistent. Okay. So let me say, going back, Ben Askren versus Lawler. And he got, Askren got him after being... Slip, slip, slammed, and Ali ooped, got him in a bulldog choke. And I call bullshit on that bulldog choke. So much so that on the next JJB, Marty G and I worked on that bulldog choke. And he put it on with all of his might, and I did indeed tap. What I'm saying is the head and arm that Makachev got Oliveira for. I would have, based on where it was, I would have fought a little bit longer 
before I got, tried to get out, before I would tap. Meaning that the tap, when it came, was suspicious to me. Keep in mind where I put the pin. I'm just saying it was suspicious to me. The arm was here. Yeah, I got a coat on. Uh, the arm was here, and the guy started to cinch it in. And they were wet enough and sweat enough. It was a second round, so there's a possibility. But even here, the guy cinches it in. And you can hear him, you can hear my voice has changed slightly as a result of the pressure that I'm putting on my own throat with the hand here. This is without somebody putting it, put it down. And then he starts to squeeze it, but I'm not in physical pain and I can still easily breathe. Um so yeah, and that's sometimes why you tap. That's sometimes why you tap. Sometimes you just tap because, like, hey, man, I'm a student of the inevitable, and this, me tapping here, is quite inevitable. So, uh, you know, I might try to work the percentages. You got guys who don't accept inevitable. Volkanovsky is a guy who has not accepted inevitable. I like that about Volkanovsky, and there's some cats who don't accept. And I think if I have to say there's any single reason why Soral, who just texted me, and I'm looking at, uh, if there's any single reason why Soral um, gave me the black belt. It's one that he knows that I won't embarrass him by having the black belt. Why? Because I make up for my lack of skill um, with my uh, inability to be tapped. I'm very difficult to tap. It doesn't mean I'm good. It means that I have a high tolerance for pain. <laughs> And fundamentally, I do a, a, a very quick and random survey uh, when, when I'm in that position. Am I hurting? Does it hurt? Is something going to break? I'm going to poop my pants. This is the breakdown. If something's going to break or I'm going to poop my pants, uh, then I'm glad to tap. But discomfort, I love discomfort. The wife is confused about how she goes, if I put if I put a pillow that's got nails in it and broken glass, and then I put another pillow out that's got goose down on it, I can count on the fact that when I wake up, my husband will using the be using the one with uh, with glass and nails. I've done this since I was a kid. So, okay. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that was a work, but I'm saying given the fact that I have homeless guy shit in my nose. Anything is possible. And, and and my dude on Twitter, before I even got to it, made the same call. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read you what he said. Um, oh, big bad news today in Brazil. Bolsonaroista Roberto Jefferson, a former congressman, opens fire on federal police. <laughs> ah, Brazil politics never disappoints. And so what does my dude say? Let me just go right here to what he said. He said, a divine thought. It was nice of the judges to help out the UFSI in making a new potential Connor situation with O'Malley. Also, it was nice of Oliveira to help Islam get the choke in better from the bottom so the hype train can continue. I wonder how much Oliveira charged for that. And I'm like, two minds with the same thought. Uh, look, I'm not saying it was a work, but when I say it could have been a work, 
You got to understand that my nose is full of the smell of homeless guy shit. The whole fight stunk. It stunk. It stunk. It stunk. The fucking high heaven. And let me tell you, it this was a, this was a clarifying stink. This was a stink that 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 cleared the room of all that was extraneous. This was a stink that like if you you oh man I gotta get clean and sober I gotta get it it just did that for you. As it was is as it's ever been. The, the UFC has reached a stage of professional perfection right now that it may never reach again or in all likelihood will continue. It is most effectively achieving WWE politics. And if you don't think those politics are also the politics of professional boxing, you are wrong. Oh, everybody's a massive Deontay. He's a man. He can knock anybody out from this multi-million dollar fight. And then you dig a little deeper and you don't even have to dig very deep. Because the story is right there, because it's fed to you by the people who make the story. It turns out that the Finnish guy he fought was a former training partner of his. Kongo used to do that. A lot of his wins were former students. Amon, let me tell you something. It's re- I fought teammates before. And the first time I fought a teammate was the last time I had this notion of like, oh, man, this is a guy I trained with. Eric is going to be cool. It'll be just like training. Now, Eric tried to murder me. And indeed took first place. <laughs> and indeed took first place. All right. Well, good for you. Now I realize we could be friends the minute before and the minute after, but it doesn't change the fact that even when you, even if it's somebody you just trained with, you're going to fight differently. You don't believe me? Look at uh, Usman and Gilbert Burns. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 not it's not you know like Dr. Dre said when he left death row. He goes, "You ever have that sensation where you go to a party and you feel like you don't want to be at that party anymore?" Well, this is like that. <laughs> you know, you go to a party, you see people shooting up in the bathroom and rolling around in their own vomit. Uh, woman pisses her pants and runs out, and she got vomit flecks on her shirt. And yet, hey, I bet I gotta go. Nothing is going to happen here that's going to improve the quality of my life. I have to go. Gotta go. See you later. And now they're fucking with the one fight that at this point now, I've gotten hardcore about this. Stone cold, ironclad lock. And I'm telling you, and I think they've realized this to a certain degree. The only way you're holding on to somebody like me at this point, and I know you don't give a shit about me because I'm not a 30-day plan. I'm just a guy who's been watching from UFC 1 to UFC 280. The only way and the only reason is Johnny Boney Joni and Francis Ngannou or Stipe or this, this heavyweight thing. That's it. That's it. Oh, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be UFC 282. Oh, it's going to be, oh, it'll be springtime. Good for you. Play whatever kind of games you want. I will not see a Johnny Boney Joni do a Fedor. Retire, come out two years later when the contract wins blow better. And fight. no, no, 
we're on this thing. We're on, like Frank Sinatra says, what, what is it? Uh, luck be a lady tonight. We're on this thing with me. Anyway, we're on this ride. Great line. The cowboy scene from Mulholland Falls. Watch it. Just type in cowboy scene, Mulholland Falls. Sometimes there's a buggy. How many drives does a buggy have? One. Good. So if you fix your head and let me do some driving, maybe we get, I got you. All right. I'm going to fix my head. I'm going to fix my head around this and I'm going to let you do whatever you're going to do. You can beat to death Petrion. You you can be, do whatever kind of dirty shit you want because the only reason I'm here is to see the Johnny Boney Joni thing. But I have no doubt that in a restaurant that allows a homeless guy to shit on the table, two tables over from me, that the guy who cleans it up will be also be the guy who's cooking my food. And there will be fingerprints and flecks of shit on the food that you make for me, but that's why I'm here. That is the only reason I'm here. I got better things to do with my time. You know, and you don't care, clearly, you don't care about me anyway. The regulars are not cared about here. And the rest of the MMA media world doesn't give a shit about us either. Frankly speaking, they do not. Why? Because we are the subscribers who don't pay for the subscription. <laughs> We're not those people. There are plenty of reasons to not give a shit about us. I got you. So whether I come, whether I go, whether I stay, whether I leave, doesn't make a difference to you. And if it doesn't make a difference to you, why should it make a difference to me? I'm not watching a sport. I'm watching worldwide entertainment. Gotcha. So long. Maybe, maybe there'll be a new young Turk that comes back into the, the arena. And I have to say, you know, look, as a result of the homeless guy scenario, two tables over, Makachev is getting a little heat, a little bit of heat. What? For what? For being a boring fighter. A little bit. It's a little bit boring. It's a little bit boring. I mean, you know, I don't know what happened with the pushing and the shoving thing with, with Hamsat and uh, and uh, Nurmagomedov. I don't know what happened. Hang out with your brothers. Well, I'm hanging out with my brothers now. What do you got? Don't know what that was about. I know the guy's good about ginning up his interest in the fights. But you got to understand that if you've understood, if your primary understanding and touchstone and touch point with the UFC has been that you appreciate the sport of mixed martial arts, you are like Wiley Coyote and the cliff that you were running on stopped about 10 years ago. Now, I've been being interviewed by a lot of people recently. Um, you know, and, and, let, and let me tell you, what they ask me is, they go, like, when did things start to go wrong? And they've asked me in a lot of different, in this instance specifically about Ozzy, say, but they've asked me in lots of different venues, when did you start to feel like things went wrong? And I have to tell you, what saved the UFSI is what destroyed the UFSI. And what saved the UFSI was the Ultimate Fighter TV show. And in that were the seeds of destruction that made WWE politics seem like it was just good business. All right. 
Now, there were glimmers of, like, keep, keep in mind, the old days, these guys used to come in on ramps like they did in the WWE, back when it was a WWF. And supposedly, the bald one sought some boxing consultant and go, don't do this. Possibly because it eats up real estate and you could sell, sell these seats. Have them walk through the vomitorium, the entryway, like boxers do when they come out. Small thing like that. And that story got to me. Because I'm MMA media. The idea being that whatever WWE did, you know, we got it. Our slogan is as real as it gets. <laughs> as real as it gets. Sincerity is everything, young Seymour. And once you got that fake, you got it made. <laughs> Come on. So it died. That's when it died. And you're right. You know, who just made that comment? Well, who, who just made that comment? Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Is. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, accused anal rapist Connor McNuggets also. Because he took that Wes Sims thing. You got people who know who he is who don't know anything about his fights. So suddenly, Bruce Lee's dictum about the art of fighting without fighting, the guy's a winner. He succeeded. He has succeeded. Yeah, not only do we have slap fighting, hey, buddy, PBR, and I don't mean Plap's Blue Ribbon, I mean professional bull riding. Now, that shit's exciting. <laughs> you know, the thing is, and, and realistically speaking, it will still attract great talent. This sport will attract, for people listening on SoundCloud, I just rolled my eyes at the enunciation of the world word sport. Because if you think there are any, if you think Kale Sanderson is driving a, a Lamborghini speedboat in his spare time, dancing on tables in Ibiza with cardboard cutouts of his face on his face, you are wrong. You are wrong. So there's still a tremendous upside for the grappling athlete that, you know, I'm sure Gordon Ryan doing quite, uh, and Craig Jones are doing quite well. And quite well. I don't think Eddie Bravo has worked a, a standard nine to five job in the last 30 fucking years. You know who calls that a success? Eugene S. Robinson calls that a success. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, you know, the sport is not the sport I roll, not for me. It's not for me, maybe not for you. So that means, look, people say, Eugene, will you be any or pescatarian? And I said, no, I'm not, well, I'm not hardcore. And then we had our contract change to say, you don't have fucking fish for me to eat, then I'm probably not going to play your show. And that's all there is to it. I'm glad you got you feel very strong about vegetarian rights and vegan rights. I want to eat a fish. And I'm pretty sure whatever country I'm in, you figured out how to catch one. Catch a fish for me or take one that somebody else has already caught, cook it, and give it to me. It's that simple. But I've often said, well, people go, oh, yeah, you're not an atheism. No, I'm an agnostic. Okay, okay, well, what about you never eat? So I, I'm fine with eating meat. I have a dictum. You know what my dictum is? I want to eat meat as often as I could catch it. There's a guy who was fucking up, an African kid in New Jersey, Newark. 
it come in. There's antipathy between black Americans and Africans. He was like, hey, I'm tired of getting beaten up. I'm going to start hanging with African-Americans. The family was like, you lost your fucking mind. They put him on a plane back to wherever he was from in Africa. They thought he was going for just a few weeks. He says, what about my return ticket? We'll give it to you when you're there. There was no return ticket. He says, when did you start taking this shit seriously? He goes, when I saw everybody in the village, my family's village running, what were they running after? He goes, they were running after a squirrel. I go, why? Why? He goes, to eat, bro. How long did it take that guy to get his shit together? It took him about six months, a toe in the fucking line. Six months to get his act together before he had impressed him enough so that they, he could go back to Jersey. And he played it straight when he got to Jersey. No more smoking weed with Amer- African Americans. <laughs> fucking go to school, get yourself a job, get out of college. You know, okay, yeah. You ever try to catch a squirrel? In fact, you would try every day to catch a squirrel between now and next next Sunday show, and I bet you would not catch a single squirrel, much less if you caught one, having the caloric take from consuming that squirrel be enough to justify having spent all the energy to catch that squirrel. You understand what I'm saying? If I'm saying I want to eat meat as often as I could catch it, we're talking about every couple of months. Yeah. So um, I don't want to be doctrinaire about it. Every now and then, there maybe there'll be a fight that comes along that I'm interested in. But I, we really got better things to think about. I said, frankly, frankly, if you would track, put a tracker on my phone and pay attention to what I'm doing when I'm going on all of my fight content, inevitably, yeah look at danny he's got a million of them (laughs) inevitably inevitably what what mr robinson inevitably most of my time excuse me is spent watching grappling related uh activities adcc gordon ryan and craig jones uh nikki rod you know all these cats all this jujitsu stuff because that trail ill It was not even like 10 years ago that Sorrell, who actually fought professional MMA. In the app, Izzy versus Pereira, in the absence of any Johnny Boney Jr. news, nope. In other words, if Johnny Boney Jr. retires tomorrow, I don't give a shit about Izzy and Pereira. As long as I'm here, maybe I watch that fight. Maybe I watch it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So, uh, yeah, I mean... uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Give me Jones uh, and God. And at this point now, at this point now, yeah. At this point now, yeah. Now they're starting to put fentanyl and weed. That's it. Illegal. They did what Nancy Reagan could never do. There's a friend of mine who used to deal heroin. He's from uh, Algeria, and he moved into Berlin. He left from Berlin, and then he's now living in Lisbon. He's I'm clean and sober, and I go, what a good time for that. Because fentanyl has destroyed everything. Why? Because it's allowed people to give a kick to something that maybe kills you, maybe doesn't. But it's cheap. And it gives you that extra added je ne sais quoi. So, so you know, as, as bad of junkies as we are with this sport, you just can't keep doing this. You just can't keep doing this. 
And and what you did is, you know, a, a friend of mine got into this this uh, 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 singers uh, swingers group, and he gets he's having sex with this woman who's married, and the woman is telling him that the husband is down with it and that the husband wants to participate. And my friend says, "We even participate? Why? Well, he just wants to hang out." So okay, well, whatever. Go over to the house. You know, the husband is like uh, there's providing towels and 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 so on. Um, it, it what did I say? Mohon Falls, yeah, Mohon Drive. Sorry, and uh, and he's getting people drinks and he's sitting. You know, he's enjoying the show. And that's fine, right? Isn't that fine? It's Cuck Science is 101. Pretty basic. Goose just hanging out. It's like he's in a movie and he's watching a movie. It's like the best 4D kind of movie you could want. He's just watching my buddy rail his wife. But that's a little too easy, isn't it? It's a little too easy. That's Hollywood style. That's Hollywood style. And the actual real style, what was happening, is that while my buddy is railing this guy's wife, and has been for a while, but he wants to participate because they have they both have outside boyfriends and girlfriends, but there's no reason that everybody should be strangers, so they all decide to have it together. Right? So I tell you that story, you go, ah, that's bad guy, whatever, it's okay, there, there, it's all bad. Ah, there's a twist. There's a Eugene S. Robinson twist, because while his wife is being railed by my friend, she decides to explain a few things to her husband. And one of the things that she explains to her husband is that this is what a real man fucks like. <laughs> now, it's not enough that dude has to be there and there's a whole bit, but that extra little think, is it that just makes it like... Now, if I wrote that in a script and submitted that to somebody in Hollywood, they would think, oh, that's a little too much, but that's exactly what happened. So, you know, so the oopsie, it's like you just keep fucking us and fucking us and we kind of got used to just being in the room you know like well we get to watch the fucking and but you know we're participating in the fucking you know uh uh i mean uh no he didn't leave her he's just still with her just you think this happened a long time ago bro that happened six days ago I don't give you old news on this show. Like the guy who's complaining on my Substack, which all of you should subscribe to for free. You can subscribe for free and read. The guy complaining about he wants me to do more newsworthy stuff. He didn't leave. <laughs> this was six days ago. That's news. He loves his wife. So the oopsie just keeps fucking us and fucking us and fucking us. And, you know, we're just sort of glad to be in the room holding towels or getting people drinks or whatever. Not me, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it is It is clearly a feature for him. <laughs> you know, so uh, not anymore. Not anymore, man. I got enough shit going on. I just got to, I just can't, I can't. I can't. It's, uh, I'm aging out. I'm not, it's not for me. It's not for me. Who were these judges? Who's deciding this? Who's benefit? And, and you know, it doesn't matter that you go up and say, oh, that was a terrible judging decision. Oh, really? Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> the bald one. Cutting the money. I got the sausages. What are you? Oh, it's terrible. Get away from my sausages. Fuck that. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. 
you know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, oofsie, fuck you. I'm not, I'm not your fucking mark. Not anymore. Uh, and the ball would sit somewhere and laugh. Go, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure you're not. <laughs> hey, you know. No. Why is Karen? Well, yeah, I guess if I'm not watching the fights anymore at that point, I mean, like I said, I, I'm extending this until until I hear a word final on Johnny Bonagione, Francis Gano, Stipe Miocic. I'm, I'm in it until then. I'm in it until then. I'm in it until then. But after then, after then, yeah, yeah, I, I got, I got a bail. I'm, I'm hoping I hear something when you've told me I've heard something. I don't know. I tend to think that this is not deck chairs on the, on the Titanic. I tend to think that Johnny Boney Joni is driving this to a certain degree. I think he needs the time. That's one little thing I heard, like Columbo. I heard this little thing, this little thing in my ear. That's what I heard. I heard it from his camp. Gotta get used to being at heavyweight. All right. If he's pushing it, that's fine. I've got my spies working overtime to find out what's happening with Nganu, Miocic, Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, and the other cat. What they're doing, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm sticking around. I'm sticking around to the conclusion of the Johnny Boney Joni uh, cycle. After that, don't know what to tell you, except I'm really in, in, enjoying ADCC and all the grappling events. But you know what? You know what I smell from those events, too? Big, fat, bald, homeless guy, shit-smelling fingers, and I can't stand it. However, there are plenty of things I can pay attention to other than that. So that's the show. It's dead. It's not even... Oopsie's dead, long live the oopsie. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> Work out the Johnny Boney Joy thing. It's the only reason I'm around. Right, Islam Makachev, and he can shoot fire out of his ass. What do I care? Have Sean Sh- Sugar Shane O'Malley do a, a soft shoe with uh, a- accused anal rapist Connor McNuggets. Do whatever the fuck you want. Do whatever you want with your sports entertainment company. I don't give a shit. You ruined it for me. So thanks for listening. Like I said, this is two, three, or four of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. You got the Substack that's out now. The Look What You Made Me Do Substack, Eugene S. Robinson Substack. I suggest you read it. If you don't, it's about Boonwell. If you don't like Boonwell, don't read it. Don't come complaining to me about it. I don't need to hear it. Tuesday night, if the shoes fit, I'm back. Care don't care was today, but I was too sleepy to do it. I'll be back on that next week. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Try not to die between this week and next week. Uh, and check out theendofnowhere.com. That's the thing I've been putting together. And we'll go from there. Look what you made me do! <laughs> My throat did it like that. Don't die.